Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're here with Father Randall Kazel, the Church of St. Michael. We have Matt Wilcom, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Uh, we're glad you're staying with us here on Real Presence Live. We have our last stretch here in the last half hour, so stay with us. We have a great uh, concluding interviews here. We welcome Kevin Ferdinand and Michael Atkins, who work at the Church of St. Agnes Catholic School in St. Paul, Minnesota. And welcome to us, Michael and Kevin. Thank you. Happy Hi there. To be here. Great to be Kevin with you. Ferdinand. Great. Great to have you with us, uh, Michael and Kevin. And, and first, uh, can each of you respectfully tell us a little, about, a little bit about yourselves and your particular roles at the, the great school, the St. Agnes in St. Paul? Yeah, this is Kevin Ferdinand. I am the headmaster at St. Agnes School, and it's my privilege to speak with you there. This is my sixth year at St. Agnes as headmaster, and uh, my 31st year in education. And I must say that COVID-19 has changed much for us. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, up, made up, make things upside hey. down. We're, we're going to get in a little bit about that here in a, in a bit, but we'll go back to Michael here. Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, hi everyone. My name is Michael Adkins. I'm Dean of Academics and Director of the Lower School, or the Elementary Principal at St. Agnes. And I'll be entering into my 12th year at St. Agnes, and very excited to be reopening our school. Yes, that's awesome. And for all of our listeners out there, a little tidbit. We just had Jason Atkins on last half hour. And yes, Michael and Jason are brothers. <laughs> we did take that's right. We're, we're kind of a mini Catholic mafia, so forgive us. <laughs> we're glad to tap into you there. You're, you're helping us out. So, Michael and Kevin, can you uh, share with us what it's like for you uh, getting ready for the school year now? I'm, I'm sure you're just boggled in details and planning and paperwork, but can you give us a little window into your world here leading up to the beginning of the school year? Yeah, so let me, this is Kevin Ferdinand. I, I, um, I have been eating, sleeping, and dreaming COVID-19 and reopening school for the past probably four months. And, uh, and it started with being a part of the, the Archdiocesan Task Force uh, to reopen Catholic schools. The, the bishops and uh, Dr. Slattery from the Archdiocesan office was... Uh, they were very clear early on that uh, they wanted to reopen Catholic schools, and I was one of the one of those advocates. And of course, uh, no good deed goes unpunished. In that, I, I ended up on the task force working to reopen all the different Catholic schools, and, and it was really my privilege to do so. And so, it's been uh, three months of planning with that Archdiocesan task force that helped me with the planning, even with uh, Michael and Carl Hendrickson, our other director, uh, to to. St. Agnes School reopened, and, and so we've been furiously putting together a plan, and uh, and that plan has gone well. And our parents are really grateful and gratified that, uh, that we've been able to get things out to them in a timely enough fashion for them to see just how much work we've been doing on this front. And, of course, the, the if you could point to one controversy, the mask controversy has been the one that we've had to spend the most time with parents regarding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you give us a, just a little bit more background on the school, Kevin, for our listeners? As we have listeners from here, southern Minnesota, South Dakota, North Dakota, and all the way up around to Duluth, and what are some more uh, concrete facts about St. Agnes and the the level of schooling and, and those? Yeah, details? good, great, great question. Uh, St. Agnes is a preschool through twelfth grade uh, institution. We are a parish school. We're one of the only parish K twelve or preschool through twelfth grade schools left in the Midwest, and. Uh, and so we have we have preschool for three and four year olds, and then once uh, students hit five, we start them in kindergarten, and then 
We run all the way through our high school in uh, 9 through 12. And St. Agnes has been around for over 130 years as a parish school, and we've had, we just had our 70, our 79th graduating class this past uh, summer or spring. Um, oh. And uh, and so we we are, you know, in the inner city, so we're in the heart of St. Paul, and uh, we draw from over 80 zip codes. Uh, it's a it's a destination school, and people choose St. Agnes because of its uh, faithfulness to the to the church and to the magisterium, but also because of its terrific academic program, which I might add, Michael Atkins has been the architect of the the Catholic school curriculum that is St. Agnes School. Yeah. Thank you, That's Kevin. very and, kind. <laughs> and it's amazing. You guys are doing really amazing work. I know St. Ignace School, it's fantastic. And, you know, getting back a little bit to the mass question, you know, maybe, Michael, I can throw this to you. How have, how have you and Kevin navigated the mass question? And, uh, you know, I can see parents wanting, not wanting, right. and all sorts of tension with that. And how are you doing with that? Right, right. Well, the first thing I want to say about that, and, and this is thanks to... Uh, Dr. Ferdinand and his work on the Archdiocesan Task Force is we always want to ground the decisions that we make in our beliefs about the human person, our philosophy of the human person, and Catholic teaching. And so um, that is absolutely critical. And so on this very touchy subject of masks, which, which uh, I have become an expert on masks and, and uh, different <laughs> elements related mm-hmm. to face shields and all this is not something that... Uh, I had dreamed or hoped to be doing, but um, I think it's really important for parents to to think back to the spring, because this is a hard one. You know, we have a mandate from the governor, and um, we we need to acknowledge that, and um, and and we need to follow it. It's, it's a difficult, it's a challenging thing. There's a lot of opinions about it that are based in science, based in uh, medical uh, beliefs, based in politics, uh, um, and so, but it's very challenging. And the important thing to remember is, is I'm not sure that masks are, are quote unquote, the the hill worth dying on. I mean, I, I, they're they're a challenging thing for many people. But I think when we think back to the spring and distance learning, boy, if we can get our students, our young people, in person with our teachers, with our faculty, who are authentic witnesses of the Catholic faith, that is a higher good. You know, when we think about in the Catholic Church the hierarchy of goods, um, I think that's more important than, than, than fighting on the mass thing. And, you know, and thankfully there are some, some exemptions, and there are a lot of different parties right now working with the governor's office on getting some exemptions uh, for masks, particularly in the younger grades. We are, we are hoping for that, that, you know, children who are kindergarten age, first, second, and, and perhaps more, can be exempted as they can't wear them very well. It's not necessarily feasible. Yeah. But my recommendation, and I'll, I'll, I'll close this comment here, is is that they they uh, they see that that being in person with their teachers and having an incarnational educational experience is really important. It really is. Uh, Matt, welcome here. Uh, um, thanks, Michael and Kevin, for being with us on Real Presence Live, talking about how in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, school. Catholic school reopening is going to be looking, and I know when things shut down, at least here in the Winona-Rochester Diocese this past spring for our schools, they were able to pivot to distance learning much, I think, I believe much more uh, quickly and more in a more agile manner than perhaps other schools were. And so we 
tip our hats, take our hats off to, to those schools for, for doing that. Uh, and I think that's a testament to the strength, the resiliency of our Catholic schools, our teachers, and our students. But on the other hand, kids, they need that interaction. Our, our Catholic faith is all it's about community community aspect is very important Mm -hmm. and it's not just the transmission of knowledge it's the formation of human beings and can you speak a little bit to that yeah absolutely Uh, and kevin can can add to it as well but there's a great document uh, a speech that pope benedict the 16th gave i believe it was on uh the world day of justice and peace in 2012, and it was he focused that document on education, and and he underlined kind of like what Pope Paul VI said about witnesses, authentic witnesses, and that that you know you can have teachers who who say the right things, but it's authentic witnesses that are particularly important, and it's hard to be a witness when you're online through a computer and trying to interact with people. And so, again, going back to the philosophy of the human person that we believe in the Church, and, and having this incarnational educational experience, because education and the content is important, but formation is also equally important. Yeah, I would add to Michael's comment that uh, on, on a very practical level, when we had to pivot to distance learning this past March, and we had to do it within two, three days. We, we, we had faculty in uh, having conversations about uh, how to pivot to distance learning. I, I will say that uh, as a smaller school system, and smaller schools can do this in ways that larger schools and larger school systems can't, uh, we can pivot very, very quickly. And, uh, and it's funny because we're, we're having to, to prepare ourselves to, to do that again. And, and uh, I will say that to, I, I am so proud of the faculty. They see this as a mission. They see themselves as being a part of an apostolic mission to educate children. And because of that, because of that large, that larger perspective in which, uh, in which faculty members and schools operate, we can do this in a way that public schools simply can't. They don't have the same philosophy of the, of the human person. And uh, although I have a deep respect for my my public school colleagues, uh, we can do things in ways that are much quicker and I think so much better because they incorporate the entirety of the Church and the understanding of teachers' witness to that perspective. Right, and and I would add, too, that it's interesting that the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis Catholic Schools are, I believe, the fourth technically largest school district in the state of Minnesota. Yeah, 29,000 people. That's right, and what's interesting is it, it mirrors the ecclesiology of the church, the relationship of the universal and the local church, and this, like I said, understanding of subsidiarity. We were still able to, on a local school level, pivot with the principles provided to us by the archdiocese of how to act. And I think that enabled us, you know, uh, rooted in our ecclesiology to do that well. So basically, if I were to rephrase that just a bit, that you you were able to, you were able to maintain a sense of autonomous decision making at the at the local level, given principles from the archdiocese and coordinated with the state ideas exactly on what to do. Yeah. But you, it, exactly, you, you were... and the same father, the same thing is happening, and and very beautifully with regard to school reopening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll I'll go to Kevin on this. He he's really Kevin's worked really hard with the great people at the Office of Catholic Schools to ensure offering us the principles and requirements by which to operate, but then giving us the freedom to address those. 
Okay. Michael and Kevin, we're going to go to a little break here, so hold that thought. We're going to come back with uh, more dialogue and interaction, learning more from you. This time, your Real Presence Radio from live from the Church of St. Michael Pine Island. I'm Father Kazel with Matt Wilkham. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Not Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. We hope the future brings you here, close to home at mountmarty.edu. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. 47 minutes past the hour here on Real Presence Live. Matt Wilkham along with Father Randall Kazel, who is pastor here at the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. I I think I accidentally, Father, uh, claimed... Pine Island for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, for whom I work. <laughs> well, it'd be understandable. They're only about 300 <laughs> yards from the border. Right. Uh, but I want to add in, I'm also at St. Paul and Zambroda, Holy Trinity Goodhue, St. Columkill, Bell Creek, and St. Miriam, Belchester. They, they need to have a shining, uh, no, I love them, and all the parishioners down here in this part of the Southern Archdiocese. And a lot of schools within the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, and we're speaking with a couple of folks from St. Agnes School in St. Paul, Michael Adkins and Kevin Ferdinand. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Kevin and Michael, great to have you with us. And, uh, you know, you have a great pastor there at St. Agnes, Father Mark Mirardi. He's a friend of mine. I'm blessed uh, to know him. And I'm wondering, uh, how has he helped you, worked with you, and even provided pastoral leadership there at St. Agnes with you and and made your life in knowing uh, what direction our Lord wants uh, made it easier? 
Well, let, let me, this is Kevin Ferdinand, uh, uh, headmaster. Uh, let, me, let me take first. Uh, Father Moriarty has been an absolute gift to our parish and to our school. Uh, Father knows uh, so much about the importance of the sacramental life and has, has prioritized how are we going to get kids to masses in the fall, how are we going to get kids to confession? We have a, a long tradition at St. Agnes of students on First Fridays going to confession, uh, and and so all of our kids in the school uh, are able to, once a month, avail themselves of the opportunity to, to go to confession. And Father Moriarty has so prioritized the spiritual needs of the kids in the midst of all of this, and has been so supportive of all of the decisions that we've been uh, having to make, and, and has allowed us to run with some really good ideas, and, and I think some uh, some things that that uh, that even he came up with in terms of ideas. I'll, I'll, I'll throw that one to Michael. But Father Moriarty has been a gift to us as a as a school to be able to get to reopening in a way that works for our local church. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like any great pastor, he keeps us grounded in in what is the end of education is connecting people with God and you know. And, and we've been buried in in COVID planning, but he's said on a number of our meetings together. Let's not forget here what the main purpose is. Let's make sure that we have a faculty retreat at the beginning of the year. Let's make sure that we kid get kids, like Kevin said, to confession and mass. But really a beautiful idea that Father Moriarty came up with, we called Boost Week. And the students who are most affected by distance learning were our seniors, because the, their end of high school experience was, was kind of shattered in many ways. But also our youngest students, kindergarten, first, and second grade, who are in those those years where they're learning to learn, learning to read. And Father came up with a super idea, Father Moriarty at St. Agnes, to have what we call Boost Week, where we invited students last week to our school in those incoming grades, one through three, to return and get reacquainted with each other, reacquainted to being back in the building in school, and getting them caught up on their academics, reading, phonics, English, mathematics, um, you know, the basics. And the beautiful thing about it is Father said, and I want it to be free. I want it to be free of charge for our families to get these yep. kids a leg up as they start the school year. Very good. And that helped you even to set a little tone going into the, the school year because what you were, you discontinued in-person classes? Was it the end of March or somewhere in that time frame? Yeah, March 17th. Okay, Wow. It's been a long time for some of these youngsters. A lot of yeah, time and, and to have 70, you know, the beautiful thing, and, and this was an accident of Father Moriarty's great idea, is that we were able to see and test out our protocols with masks, etc., and children are very resilient. They're, they were so excited to be back, uh, and I'll tell you what, they, they handled the protocols as if there was nothing new happening. And it was really great to see young children so resilient and happy to be in school with their teachers. That's fantastic. We're speaking this morning on Real Presence Live with uh, Michael Adkins and Kevin Ferdinand from the School of St. Agnes in St. Paul, Minnesota. And we're talking about what, what is reopening going to be looking like here in an age of COVID? How, how do we safely reopen our schools and uh, Michael and Kevin, how, how does the public schools approaches in the Twin Cities compare to the Catholic schools, such as yours, St. Agnes, for example, in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis? Yeah, the, the publics, uh, you know, because they, Governor Walls has, has put 
uh, a much different threshold for reopening on all of them. Uh, the public schools have have are scrambling right now, I think, really to figure out how they're going to offer their program, whether it's in uh, in-person learning with half the kids present or uh, a hybrid model where they have kids come to school every other day or every two days or quite possibly uh, are in because of the fewer number of cases that, that the threshold has been given by the governor to the public schools. Uh, the, the interesting thing for, for us is if we looked at that, we would have to look at many different counties to even see how many cases we were dealing with because of the number of people that come from the different schools that we've, that we've had. And I will say this, that, that uh, at St. Agnes, we've been able to prioritize in-person learning. We are having the kids come back. We're going to do our best to keep kids apart. The American Academy for Pediatrics and the Sick Kids Document on Toronto have recommended three to six feet of distance. Uh, that if if you can't get six feet, get three. It's almost as it's almost as good according to the those documents. And uh, and the minute we have all these different masks on kids, we, we can safely reopen. Now, the publics don't have that same flexibility. Part of that's because of how large so many of them are. As uh, individual Catholic schools, we're, we're, we're just smaller and, and more agile on, on that front. I see on your well, website, stagnesschool.org, there's an information guide to reopening 2020 right there for, uh, for parents and others who are interested. Uh, go ahead. Was it Michael? Yeah, I was just going to add that I think, it, it, I think one big difference is right from the get-go, uh, as soon as the school year ended in, in late May, early June for many of our schools, uh, the archdiocese put together a task force with the intention of reopening. And so we always had that goal in mind, being realists about, mm-hmm. of course, uh, the situation of COVID-19 and whatnot. But, but that, was, that was always the intention because, you know, to quote Bishop Cousins from one of his letters, he said, quote, we know from our experience in Catholic education that the best way of teaching our students is through in-person instruction. Yes, the benefit right. of in-person instruction is irreplaceable, and that's grounded in our theology and philosophy of the human person. And so that, I think, is a real big difference in our focus. Yes, Michael and Kevin, thank you for being with us. We're nearing the end of our time here. Do you have any final thoughts as you approach the, the coming school year? Any words of encouragement for perhaps other administrators of schools out there listening in our... Yeah, uh, let, Father, let me, let me offer one quick, and then I'll turn it to Michael. Uh, I have been quoting St. Padre Pio for the past six months, and it's, uh, and it's pray, hope, and don't worry, because worry is useless. Yes. And I think we've got to live in the confidence that God is in charge of even the coronavirus and in charge of keeping our kids safe. Amen. Michael, yep, and, and I and I would I would add to uh, our colleagues in Catholic education uh, uh, just a short adage: uh, Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. We yes. are moving on from distance learning. Let's reopen. And um, and for parents and families, I'd say for parents, you are great. You are the you are the primary educator of your children. If you speak with confidence and hope, that will go down to your children and have a major effect on them. So please be positive and hopeful and grounded in your faith when you speak about the virus. And let's not scare them. Let's keep them hopeful, because there's a lot to be hopeful about. Even the data shows that uh, the children are not as harmed by this virus, and, and uh, we are able to reopen. Let's, let's remain positive and hopeful and support our local Catholic schools in their decision-making.
Amen. Michael Atkins and Kevin Ferdinand from St. Agnes School in St. Paul. I actually have a sweatshirt from St. Agnes. Uh, we used to live in awesome. St. In, in in Paul. Not because I, I went to school there, but it's such a legendary place. So you guys do great <laughs> oh, work Thank there, you. So. That's great. Thank you thank, so thank much. Thank you, guys. And now it's time to turn it over to our technical director, Eli, for a preview of the next Real Presence Live. Eli. Hey, thanks, Matt. Good show today. Another great one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. We'll be visiting with uh, Jack Canelli, our host, coming to you from our Fargo studios. Ben Seitz will talk about becoming fishers of men. Then Maria Lowe will talk about how she's sharing her faith through sidewalk art. And Father John Paul Gardner will talk about the Assumption of Mary and what it teaches us. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's going to be tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thanks, Eli. The assumption coming up. Big feast day, Father. It is a big feast day. I tell you, that's, uh, I encourage people to, especially devoted to our Blessed Mother, assumed into heaven, she's our queen and our mother. And it's very helpful for us to consider our you know, relationship with our Blessed Mother. She helps us to have right relationship with Jesus. And having a relationship with our Blessed Mother is something Jesus wants for us. It's a, one of the greatest gifts is to know our Blessed Mother. The rosary each day, consecrate yourself to the Blessed Mother. Be involved with promoting devotion to the Blessed Mother. Uh, if you can, this Saturday, if there's a Mass or something that you can do with devotion that morning, to be devoted to our Blessed Mother on her great feast day. Uh, just think back to the the Feast of the Assumption uh, about 13 years ago when my wife was pregnant. We were living on Cathedral Hill in St. Paul, and my wife took a nasty, nasty spill in the sacristy, and I was about to ser- help serve the Mass, and her water broke and uh, rushed to the hospital in an ambulance, and I credit the Blessed Mother's intercession with our daughter, Josefina, being safely delivered 36 hours later. Wow. <laughs> So, pray to your mother. And women made new. Up next, brand new show on Real Presence Radio. Father, a blessing. God bless all of you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.